1: Tigers. LSU wins the BCS One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And that's him. Mardi Gras about to break Let's out. Talk here. about my fate. To the twenty. Geis, touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show.
2: All right, hour number two underway here at the Chris Gordy Show. It is uh, National Early Signing Day as recruits across the country are sending in their letters of intent. LSU's getting a bunch in this morning, and we got a caller who was uh, asking for a little love to
3: Tulane. I don't know if he was asking. I think he was bitching and moaning.
2: (laughs) Well, look, we'll give Tulane a little... You talked about him yesterday. Yeah, we did. We mentioned how this is going to be one of their better recruiting classes in in several years. And they've got a lot of three-star... Commits and a lot of kids coming in, so that's good. And and that's and that goes hand in hand with the discussion at Willie Fritz getting a uh, you know talk of a contract extension yesterday. And uh, the arrow is pointing upward for Tulane, so certainly good news for them as they're getting some of these big time uh, you know three star recruits in and putting together one of their better recruited classes in recent years. So Willie Fritz got Tulane on the up and up. One of the big names to keep an eye out there for that. You know LSU is still in there, but we don't really know if, if they're going to get him. Devontae Jason, wide receiver from Landry Walker, I'm just seeing a picture. He is sitting at the table ready to make his announcement with uh, several of his uh,
3: teammates from Landry hate, Landry Walker. This is why I hate signing day more than anything is the, the, tables. the tables, the hats, the goofy crap that just, it's so unnecessary and it gives these kids an ego that just is stupid. They don't need Well,
2: it. but you know, with the early signing period, I'm fine doing it today. It's the ones that are going to r- keep stretch this thing like, out I'm all sorry, the way to February. No high school
3: kid that nobody knows anything about should be getting a <laughs> show on ESPN to pick his freaking school he's going to. Well, Do something in life other than be a teenager and go accomplish <laughs> something before I want you to have a show and be paraded around like you're God's gift to mankind. Bleep off with that noise. Well, a lot of them... Uh, a lot of them
2: are, you know, four and five star recruits, and don't care. They are kids that are difference makers. I mean, look.
3: The, I the reason Alabama is
2: always in the conversations because they get all the four and five star kids. But
3: this is why we have the issues that we do with some people, where they got these massive egos and they're horrible because they just get pumped up from the time they're five years old. Well, but grow up and that's earn re- something. It's the reality of it, I old man. It. it just. No, I'm not <laughs> get an off man. my lawn this morning. No, I'm not getting off your lawn. I'm staying right here. And I'm gonna pull my trousers down and do it.
2: Devontae Jason is uh he's ninety two percent predict this is twenty four seven sports, ninety two percent predicted for Mississippi State. How so how do you even get these numbers? Like, where does this calculation
3: come about? Uh, I think he's ninety two. It's
2: it's all their writers. They they make predictions and
3: where okay, the, so what, it's, again it's all predict, predictions Just like the rankings, it's all a subjective system and it's stupid.
2: How about the uh, Texas, the Longhorns? Letters of intent already in on five of the top 12 players in the state of Texas. So It's
3: not a shock. Tom Herman's really good at recruiting.
2: Although, did you hear the story that came out yesterday? No. I uh, Let me see if I can find this. Somebody sent this to me. This is from Chip Brown, who covers the Longhorns out there in Austin. According to sources, several sets of parents are not crazy about the way Tom Herman is running the program at Texas. According to those sources, the concern is that is because... Players have undergone so much coaching change and they haven't won that the demands, everything from constantly having to pass hydration tests, remember he he makes his players pee all the time, to coming in to clean the weight room at 4.30 a.m. as punishment, to eating burnt breakfast. For being on the losing team at practice, so if you if you're on the losing team at practice, this they burn is, your breakfast.
3: This is, this is why I like Tom Herman. This is called character building for your weak ass, soft ass kids. But here's the and thing: you're gonna bitch and moan because you're a bunch of bitch ass parents. Here's the thing: shut the, it. The
2: players say it's taking the love of the game away from the players.
3: Hey dinguses! And it's, it's old, not about the game. It's the
2: old adage: you could be as hard as you want on players as long as they get the joy of winning. If you're
3: drilling down on players and they aren't winning... Well, don't suck at what you do on the field. How about that? That's what he's trying to instill. He's putting in all these awful things, all all this hard work he's making you do. It will pay off if you buy into it and quit being little babies.
2: Sources said one thing that really bothers them is the fact Tom Herman uh, will walk past players in the hallway of Moncrief Newhouse, I guess that's one of their hallways, without even acknowledging them. That's not showing love, or even showing you oh, care Jesus about the young men you've been entrusted. Christ,
3: with. I'm going to lose it. I li- i actually love Tom Herman more than I ever possibly could have because he's teaching them to not be little girls. He's teaching them to be. He's doing what it takes to, uh, and these weak ass <laughs> kids and their. Freaking, well, they AAU, you know, s- s- helicopter parents over here who are involved in all. Yeah, I'm going to call. I'm going to call. I'm not, I'm not happy with the playing time. I'm going to call. I'm going to call the coach. I'm going to call the coach. Shut the hell up.
2: Well, apparently it's not hurting him on the recruiting trail. Well, they I'm are... glad
3: it's not because it shouldn't. More coaches should do stuff like that. So anyway, uh, the Longhorns are, all that to say,
2: the Longhorns are doing really well in recruiting, and this is where the battle with Jimbo is going to get interesting, because Tom Herman is, he's already in year, you know, what is it, year one, I guess, going into year year two, he's already making an impact. Picking up tons of recruits throughout Texas. Now look, LSU. He made an
3: impact when he was at Houston too. He took away a ton of recruits. LSU has always Texas.
2: prided themselves on dipping into Texas and grabbing kids and especially Houston. Houston's always been a hotbed for LSU recruiting. And we saw it today. They got one of their one of their big recruits, uh offensive linemen coming out of uh, coming out of Houston. So they've got they, they've always done well there. What effect does Jimbo Fisher have there? You know, he's only two weeks on the job. Moving forward into next year and, and the year after, there are going to be some heated battles. I tell you what, between Tom Herman at Texas, Jimbo Fisher at Texas AM, Matt Rule's going to start, you know, he's going to start turn, trying to turn around Baylor, Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy. They always uh, recruit Gary Texas Patterson's well. Up there waving. Gary, Gary Patterson at TCU, and then Chad Morris, you know, who just spent past several years at SMU. He's now at Arkansas. You'd think he's not going to dip into North Texas.
3: Oh, he absolutely will. So it's, uh, I'm not going to lie; that I think that Tom Herman has a leg up on basically everybody, but uh, Gary Patterson, and then of course Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. Um,
2: now, now, the one big thing that that uh, Jimbo has for him, he brought over Tim Brewster from from Florida uh, Florida State, who's the tight ends coach, who's considered one of the best recruiting assistants in yeah, the country. Yeah, he's
3: already out hitting the trails and whatnot, but it's not in Texas. I'm yeah. Like, okay. I mean, whatever. I honestly, I don't. I, I think that the way it's set up like it's going to be hard for anybody to go in and steal players from what i know of what tom herman did at the university of houston when it came to keeping some of the best talent in that city in the city and going to university to the university of houston like i personally am convinced that he will be owning the state when it comes to recruiting for a very long time that's just my personal belief
2: as of 2 minutes ago 520 prospects have already signed their letters of intent so i you know what i, I there's a lot of criticism, and I could see both ways on this early signing period. If you're a kid and you know where you want to go, you know what? Make it official. Make your decision now. And a lot of them are early enrollees now. I mean, a lot of kids are finishing school in three and a half years going on that fast track and saying, hey, I want to get I want to get to college in January. That's what uh, Terrace Marshall's going to be, the kid making his announcement on Friday. He's an early enrollee. He will be in college in two weeks. So, you know, look, I—, I I like it. I like it. You, you take care of the kids now. You get them in, and um, and there you go. You're yeah, off and I mean, running. It's,
3: it's fine. Whatever. I'm not going to keep up with the details of it all. Justin Fields, uh, quarterback,
2: who LSU got in on for a little bit. He's uh, made official. He is going to Georgia.
3: Go dogs! Yeah. So no thanks. Anyway,
2: uh, but yeah, uh, wanted to just touch on uh, too later, real quick. They got some. Kids with their letters coming in, good handful of three-star recruits coming in. Yeah, a lot of them the from the ca- New Orleans area too. Damian Tate in the out of Warren, Easton, and um, Juan Monhar- Monjaris out of uh, St. Aug. So a lot of a lot of local kids staying local and, and keeping it local at uh, at uh, two line. And uh, as soon as we get a, an official announcement about Devonte Jason, I'll we'll get that out for you as well. Uh, just to recap, some of the stuff happening this morning. Again, if you missed it last night, AJ Klein placed on injured reserve, so his season is over for the Saints. Six Pro Bowlers, uh, Saints named to the Pro Bowl in Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas, and Cam Jordan. So, uh, very cool that they got two rookies on there. I mean, it's been it's been a while since the Saints have had rookies make the Pro Bowl. So, really cool stuff there.
3: Just to have six is awesome. Yeah,
2: and 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 for Michael Thomas, the first wide receiver in the Sean Payton era to
3: make the Pro Bowl, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Absolutely nuts. It is. It still blows my mind. It really does that. That is possible.
2: That Marcus Cole. When did they go? But that's what we need to do uh, during uh, the break. So I was looking at like, yeah, go look up Colston's
3: Hul- rookie year the league leader i mean cuz colston had over 1000 yards the league leader in receiving that year was chad johnson like 1300 yards but he would have been A- Holt. he would have been afc okay Torrey Holt, Holt was Rams. Uh, Tar- Terrell owens okay um i had to go back to the other ones what cowboys then Yeah, cowboys there were plenty of guys like that for i'm um, that's just that one specific year
2: yeah well, I, we need to go back and just look, kind
3: of look uh, look through the years and see what uh See who 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 were the big time I mean again, I, like two thousand seven. I mean, we're talking Larry Fitzgerald. That's Gerald, right. Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald is just about every single year. Colston was eighth in the league in receiving a Roddy White. What was the year we said Roddy he was Holston. really good
2: 09? Oh nine? Oh, nine? I can look up on he he had a yeah. couple
3: couple of really good years. Okay, uh, so that year you had Miles
2: Austin.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
2: led the nfc in receiving followed by Sidney rice in minnesota steve smith with the giants good lord
3: yeah, there's plenty uh, of Uh Deshaun
2: Jackson was a perennial pro bowler every year in Philly. Roddy White had some really good years in Atlanta. Greg Jennings for Green Bay.
3: Guys that were more nationally recognized because they played in places that got more attention right. before the Saints won a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, that for about a three-year span, Roddy White, Greg Jennings, and Larry Fitzgerald were the cream of the crop in terms of receivers uh, Roddy in the White league. was a good player. Oh, then to you always had, completely overrated. Then He's you had Calvin player. Johnson.
3: Yeah, that Megatron guy was okay. He
2: was a Pro Bowler just about every year. You had yeah. Vic, Victor Cruz with the Giants.
3: The salsa dancer. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense, like when you go back and look at it why he didn't make a Pro Bowl because there was just so many other guys and he had really good seasons, but those other guys are putting up crazy good numbers.
2: Crabtree and uh San Francisco.
3: Did he make a Pro Bowl?
2: I don't know. I'm just I'm looking at the top uh top receivers year what by year. Which year
3: was he top? Like
2: Twenty twelve he had an eleven hundred yard, nine touchdown season.
3: Okay. My boy Crab, always love the King Crab.
2: Vincent Jackson had that huge year in Tampa Bay too, thirteen hundred yards in twenty twelve. But anyway, we're just running through the years where the, the years where Marcus, Marcus Colson was, was snubbed. Yeah, but every year it's 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 the same. It's Larry Fitzgerald, Roddy White, Calvin Johnson, Greg Jennings, Tio. I mean, those are those are the names that kept coming up over and over again.
3: Yeah, same same top, cream of the crop, the top of the the top of the league. Same guys, basically every season. Yeah, he was near there, but he was never that guy.
2: But very cool to have uh to have that many Saints players in the Pro Bowl. But hopefully they will not be playing in the Pro Bowl because you want uh you want them in the in the Super Bowl. Bowl.
3: Yeah. Super Bowl, it's gonna happen. Believe it, Gordy. Believe it.
2: All right, let's do this. We'll grab a quick break here. When we come back, I got some tidbits on. Uh, there's a rumbling out of Arkansas. A former LSU coach could be heading there. I'll tell you who that is after this. Chris Gordy stay there.
1: Chris Gordy now. Duncan Holder next at ten on Sports twelve eighty New Orleans.
2: Welcome back, in Chris Gordy show rolls on on a Wednesday. This T- is
3: this isn't an option for the uh, new state song of Louisiana, Gordy. This is not. No. I, I said anything. The Atlanta song. Anything with Fats Domino, I'd be fine with. I'm thinking Britney Spears. To
2: be honest with you, <laughs> What? We don't want anything from, we don't want anything from uh, Abita Springs representing the state. Why? Other than the Abita man, can. And what's wrong with her?
3: She's still hot. She is. She You're grew. telling me if she if she walked in here butt naked right now? And- oh, that has nothing to do with voting on the state song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Should erect a statue. Yeah, they could put one in
2: in Abita, Sp- Abita Springs, right outside the water, the water plant. Why do you hate her so much? I don't hate her. She's fine. I'm just saying, I'm not if we're going to vote on a state song, I'm not going with the Britney Spears song. You're telling me that baby
3: one more time won't get you no. like to stand up and start belting it out? No. I, I think that baby would by... get you? What? Baby one more time, does that get you? Yeah. You... Okay, see, look. I'd vote anything
2: by Fat Domino. That's me.
3: Hit me, baby, one more time. I'm
2: you in. are my sunshine cannot be the state
3: song. That's, Louisiana. that's what we can agree on for sure. All right, there it is, official. Elite
2: four-star wide receiver Devontae Jason announces his decision to commit to Mississippi State. A very big get for Hale State. LSU was a finalist, but the kid out of Landry Walker is going to Mississippi State. He, sold he wants to be with Moorhead. Joe, he- Joe Moorhead sold him on that Penn State offense. So there you go. I just find it so odd. We asked Sam Spiegelman about that yesterday. Like, how does the school that just had a huge coaching change, like he's he's talking to Mississippi State the whole time? They make a whole coaching change, all new people coming in, and he's like, "Oh no, it's fine. I just really want to play in Starkville, Mississippi." Hey, you know what?
3: Very odd. Props to him for not picking up Bolton. I I I always appreciate the ones that stick to commitments.
2: Well, here's the thing too: (laughs) LSU is already they brought in a lot of wide receivers. Uh, the past two years. Oh, here and, we go. And, Gordy's
3: gonna, gonna no, 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 go ahead and make no, no. it sound like it's no, 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 no. okay.
2: It's a, it's a numbers game though, right? I mean, you brought in a ton of wide receivers the past two years. Right now you got Terrace Marshall who's leaning your way. He could make it official on Friday and you already got a couple wide receivers in this class. If you sign five guys, they're gonna transfer. Like there's no way that all those guys would 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 come instead. I mean we've seen that from LSU. They've lost kids to, to transfer. The the kid who went to SMU, the kid who went to Oklahoma State you Uh SM, CCU. SMU
3: thought there was somebody at TCU.
2: Oh, TCU is, uh, yeah, what's his face? Ah, oh. He was really good this year. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart. I am too. It'll come to me. But they, yeah, they got the kid at TCU, the kid at SMU, and then the kid at Oklahoma State. The kid at Oklahoma State was a five, Tyrone Johnson, he was a five-star recruit. I mean, he was he was like one of the top receivers in the country and just didn't really, I mean, he played very little at LSU and found opportunity elsewhere. So that's... You know that's the thing. It's like you got to be smart about how you do the the numbers. Like if you got this many kids coming in, and that's the thing that just never makes sense to me with Alabama. It's like the kids, hey, I'm the number one linebacker in the state of Louisiana. I'm going to I'm going to commit to Alabama. Well, first off, they brought in five what, five linebackers last year, and they got four other linebackers in this class. I don't care. I'm better than them. Then you get there and realize I'm not better than them, and then you're you're like fifth, sixth string on the depth chart, like. And then the kids are like, "Oh, I'm unhappy." Well, dumbass, if you looked at the numbers and saw like you're not gonna play,
3: could you call in teenagers dumbass? I
2: just, it, to me, it's like I, I just wish more kids went the route of like the kid, the kid uh, who's considering Kansas. Like Kansas is gonna suck, but if he goes to Kansas and he's a five star, you're instantly the best player on the field.
3: You're gonna play every down, right? But who's like, gonna throw him the football? Is well, he no, uh, running back. Okay, well then that makes sense. That makes sense to me, because yeah, you're gonna play from the day one as a freshman. Like that truly does make sense to me. Like why you wouldn't go to more situations where you can play and play instantly. David corrected me. I, my mistake, I completely forgot. Brittany's from Kentwood, not a Springs. Different water company. Yeah, look at both, you throwing her throwing both, Abita both, Springs throwing a fit right now. Both in the purified water business. Well, you know what? Still a Louisiana treasure. I don't care what you say, yeah. Gordy. Kentwood. I'm going to go check out her Instagram page right now because it's usually got a bunch of half-naked pictures. Yeah. So anyway, uh, where were we?
2: I don't remember. I did want to give a shout-out to the LSU baseball program. By the way, we are about What'd 57 they do? days away. Did they away? play a game? 56, 57 days away from the season. They uh, they are ranked number 10 in the uh, collegiate baseball preseason
3: poll. Hmm. So okay. big things expected
2: from them. I'm gonna, leave, I'm
3: gonna leave that the the keep me up with that to you as well. Oh, you're gonna come to some games with me this oh, year. I, look I'm on Britney I'm Britney Girl Britney Spears uh, Instagram page. She's playing girls which, good. Girls Lord. just wanna have fun. She is nipping hard in this dress.
2: Um yeah, seventh straight season LSU baseball will begin the year among the top ten teams in the nation. I've been
3: to an L S U baseball game before at Maid Park. Yeah, you gotta come to, to Alex Box though. What's their schedule? Like any do they have any connections to where like I'd absolutely have to be at one of these games? LSU. I'm gonna pull it up. You keep talking.
2: Yeah, so they uh anyway, LSU is one of five SEC schools appearing in the preseason top ten. Florida number one, Arkansas number three, Vanderbilt number six, Kentucky number eight, LSU number ten. Oh, you mean it's gonna be another brutal year for SEC in the SEC for baseball? Yes.
3: Let's see they play Texas. Teams are all they're just loaded. I play Texas for a three-game weekend series. and might be interested in that one, even though I have no rooting interest in Texas. When is that? Uh, February, February twenty-third through the twenty through the twenty-fifth. Texas, as in Texas Longhorns. Yeah, they come to Ballack's Box. Wow. Yeah.
2: I guess I just haven't I haven't looked ahead to LSU's baseball schedule yet. Well, I'm looking at it right now. That's That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting. Uh, they open with Notre Dame. That's uh, Paul Menard's former team
3: where he coached before uh, before coming to LSU. They don't have any games that I'm interested in other, other than that. Maybe Texas is huge. We need to go to that series. I'm in. It's, it's early in the season, obviously. Yeah, it's before MLB it gets hot and, and before MLB gets started. and All that. Oh, though I don't know, man. We could be at spring training at that point. No, we'll be we'll be uh, spring we'll be training back. will be in full gear. I mean, it'll be like a weekend at that point. Yeah, that's the week of the first the first week of games in spring training. They uh.
2: The thing with with LSU schedule is one they they want to play as many home games as possible in February and March because of the revenue they bring in. Nobody makes more on a home game than LSU does. concessions wise, ticket prices and all that because you know they've been the leader national leader in baseball attendance in for, for decades. And so they want to play as many home games as possible. The thing that they normally bring in is it's typically a lot of the northern teams that want to get out of the cold. Yeah, like, like Notre, Michigan Notre Dame's playing the first Notre series Dame, of the yeah, year there because Notre Dame it's gonna that weekend at Notre Dame it's gonna probably be snowing on their campus. Like they want to uh, yeah, get the know. hell out of the north and get to the how south. They
3: play baseball in that part of the country that early in the year? I really don't.
2: I'm just saying that uh, LSU plays a series with Hawaii though. Uh-huh. Ha- Hawaii one Hawaii has a baseball team. They used two to, they're I've coming.
3: Seen, seen, I saw Hawaii play Rice when I was a kid at rice in houston i think they are they still the rainbow warriors yes that is such a great name
2: do they have anybody has anybody ever made it to the big leagues from so. hawaii I baseball been, i think there's been a couple there's no way
3: i'm dead serious who i'll, I'll go <laughs> look look i'm looking it up so there you go Hey, the, a, qu- a
0: quick aside a caller just said that britney spears is actually called the ride of louisiana Well, Well, there's that too.
3: You know, she'd definitely (laughs) hand him out for free.
2: Who was the guy, uh, Jason Alexander, that she married for about 24 hours? I remember that high
0: school crush or whatever. Yeah, where's that guy now? Probably hanging out with K Fed somewhere. (laughs) Better line. That there's guy, plenty
3: of guys that are born in Hawaii that have been in the big leagues, but I'm I can not Nobody tell that went to the University of Hawaii. Yeah, I don't know who went to the University of Hawaii. But um anyway, I was talking with so most one, of these guys got drafted out of high school.
2: I was talking with one of the assistant coaches from uh, LSU a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, pitching is gonna be the big concern with this team. Like they gotta figure out real quick who their Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters are gonna be and all that. But he said offensively, they're gonna be fun to watch. So this team's gonna hit the crap out of the ball. They're gonna
3: score
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and
1: conditions apply. See website for details.
2: A lot of runs. So, look, that's to me. That's the more fun. I mean, look, it's it's always fun when you have two aces, a Friday Saturday stud where you know like Alex Lang you had in recent years and uh, Kevin Gosman and Aaron Nolan, and all the different guys you've had come through the system. But to me. Scoring runs is, is the more fun part. So if you're winning games eleven to 8, 12 to six, like those will be the more entertaining games. So, but apparently that's the type of year it's going to be for LSU baseball. They're going to score. They're going to hit like crazy. Score a ton of runs. Got a couple of uh, true freshmen coming in here, here that are go. going to be key contributors. Here you go. So. I
3: found the players that went to the University of Hawaii that made it to Major League Baseball. Okay, Glenn Braggs, you know him? Yeah, of course. Chuck Krim. Ah, oh, who could forget Chuck Jackson? Yep. Mike Campbell. Joey Meyer, Bruce Walton, Larry Gonzalez. What years are these? Uh, the 80s. Uh, Scott Carl, Mark Johnson, Jay Spurgeon. Wait, anybody recent? People? Can you give me some recent people? The only one that is recent that you will know, Colton Wong. Plays for the oh, Arizona, Colton or Wong. For the uh, yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, how about that? The, the, the list is like 12 deep, that's it. 12 or 15, whatever. Where's Colton Wong from? He's from Hawaii.
1: So
2: he's <laughs> born born and raised in Hawaii and played college ball in Hawaii.
3: Yep.
0: Those other guys had some pretty basic names for being Hawaiian. I know. They're very white (laughs) guys. Bob Smith from Hawaii. Sure, (laughs) Bob Smith.
2: (laughs) He was born during a military uh, (laughs) occupation. His dad got stationed there for a month.
3: (laughs) Now, you see, hold up! It says University of Hawaii at Manoa. Is that the actual university? (laughs) No idea. We'll we'll count it. This is where the show has gone. Yeah.
2: Like, uh, I went to the University of Louisiana. Oh, at Monroe or, or
3: Lafayette? I can't tell if this is the actual, like, University of Hawaii. All right. Let's, no, it is, yeah. Rainbow Warriors, yes.
2: Let's do this. So, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll try to link up with our buddy Carl Dukes out there in Atlanta. And we got a pair of Pelicans tickets we're going to give away before the show is over as well. It's Chris Gordy's show. Keep it locked right here.
1: Whether you bless those boys or take flight, we're talking your teams. Sports okay, 1280, okay, okay, okay. New Orleans. Ah! oh.
2: To See, uh, you don't want to oh yeah, it's going to be getting crunk in the Superdome on Sunday as the hated Atlanta Falcons come to town to take on the New Orleans Saints. Basically, the NFC South crown on the line. Although the Falcons would have to win this one and beat the Panthers next week to lock it up for themselves. But for the Saints, if they can win this one, They'll be in uh, the driver's seat with one week to go to lock up the NFC South in the top four playoff spot. Joining us now to talk a little bit about this game is our buddy out there in Atlanta. Last time he came on, he dropped a rise up, and we all threw up in our mouths a little bit. He is Carl Dukes, 92-9, out there in Atlanta. Carl, how are you, sir? Good morning. We ready. <laughs> we ready. I'm good, oh, man. How are you guys doing this morning? Goodness. Well, we're doing good because we get hyped up when an Atlanta rap group like the Ying Yang Twins could come in and maybe the song of the New Orleans Saints and and really just show their support for the New Orleans Saints. We got to play that song. I mean, it's just it's.
3: But they still got outcast. I'll give
2: them that. Well, yeah, they still got that.
1: Well, yeah, it is uh, a little bit of irony that uh, an Atlanta rap group is the theme song of the New Orleans Saints, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there, guys. Neither. <laughs> here nor there. So let's
2: uh, let's talk about. it. I mean, you 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 felt pretty confident about that that team two weeks ago uh, about Atlanta getting the win at home, and look, it was ugly. Matt Ryan, three interceptions, four turnovers, and all that said, you know, Saints with a ton of penalties and. Uh, they still had a chance to win it there at the end but Deion jones the rook or the, the the kid out of lsu makes a big move and uh makes a play and and the falcons get out with the win but uh look i was talking with somebody earlier this morning they said the falcons are getting a lot of attention a lot of people hyping them up but he said they're not all they're not playing all that well as of late but they are getting wins
1: well it is true um and, and i i definitely want to answer your question but i got to ask you guys something real quick what's up with your coach man What's up with Sean Payton saying he didn't remember the choke sign that he gave to Devontae Freeman and tried to play it off? What is up with that? Hey, he just had he just had a
3: neck itch. Yeah, it was just it was he was he had some <laughs> in his throat. All hey,
1: right, fine. Hey, look, right. look, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Here's the deal: the Falcons have been inconsistent. There's no doubt on one side of the ball, offense. And when you look at this team, they're averaging 10 points less than what they were last year. Guys were 14 weeks into the season. This is this year's version of the Falcons. That record-setting offense is not coming back. But here's the deal. They've left a lot of points on the table. Missed balls, drop balls, tipped balls. I mean, we could go down the list of of, of uh, Matt Ryan interceptions that have been tipped by our own receivers and end up in the hands of the opponent. So, to your point, yes, they have been inconsistent, but they have found ways to overcome adversity and win. And that's what you're seeing with this team. I know that the Saints are PO'd. I know the Saints want revenge after the way that thing played out at Mercedes-Benz uh, a couple of weeks ago. And the Falcons realize they're going to get their best game. And, and, you know, this is a rivalry, there's no doubt. But the Falcons are finding ways to finish games, and they did it on Monday night as well.
2: Well, look, I have some inside information, Carl, and, and a former Saint is going to be on the officiating crew this week, so all will be good. The Saints <laughs> will get some calls this time around. What the hell was that? A former Falcon oh, on the team. The, the yeah, officiating listen, crew. Yeah,
1: like a guy from the 70s cares about what happens in a game in 2017. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. Only Saints fans would, would go to that card. After you showed how undisciplined you were with all, all right. the penalties, how Drew Brees, who I do love as a quarterback, except when he's playing us, makes a mistake at the end of the game. How, you know, all these things transpired, but yet you guys want to go to the referee card. Damn and it, you're great. I
2: ain't ever seen a penalty called in the final seconds of a half to take three points off the board. That ain't never happened before. And they got they got the benefit of the doubt. Saints got three points taken off the board right there.
1: It was a big play. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, rules are rules, guys.
2: Well, rules are rules, and if Matt Ryan uh, looks like the acting class has been paying off on uh, flopping when it, when he gets touched. So, hey, seriously,
3: uh, did he go over to, like the Premier League for a summer or something <laughs> and work with the with the Euros on that move?
1: You know what? I mean, here here is what's going on. Uh, guys, it's gamesmanship and and just like your coach who doesn't remember the choke sign, it's (laughs) gamesmanship that's going on in this football game between these two teams. I actually, man, I can't wait. I, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm a little nervous simply because as you guys well know, and Falcon fans, we didn't get a chance to see this kid, but he's an Atlanta kid as well. And that's Kamara who got hurt and was concussed that game and left early I'm a little bit afraid of what he's been able to do, and we didn't see him in a full contest the last time we saw them. I think he's going to give us issues.
2: Yeah, and I honestly said, so I thought if Camara doesn't come out of that game, I, I thought the Saints win, win that one. It, their offense just changes. When he's out, Drew Brees loses his check down, and uh, it, it, the, the offense became a, a lot different with no Kamara out there. So, uh and look, all that said, it still came down to the wire. But I'm with you, Carl. I like the rivalry. It's fun to talk trash with the Falcons fan. It, it, it's fun to have both teams good and competitive. It it, it usually works out where one team is, is is up and the other one's down. And and that's no fun. It's more fun when both these teams are really good and competitive. And uh, it, it should be a, a hostile environment. I'm a little disappointed it's a noon game, though. I know it is Christmas Eve. I just wish we yeah. could have gotten this one flexed to late afternoon.
1: Well, it's ironic because I think – if, in fact, the Falcons do win, uh, that they will flex that Carolina game, and we're going to end up having an 8 o'clock game on you know, New Year's Eve here in Atlanta. So you're right. I think this weekend this is one of the most intriguing games, and it should have been flexed, but you're right about this. Listen, Carolina, the Falcons, and the Saints – All still have a chance to be in the playoffs, regardless of how these last two weeks play out, um, if things play out to their favor. And, you know, that just speaks to the competitiveness of this division, the quarterback play. Say what you want about Cam, whether he's immature or not, the guy makes plays and he puts his team in position to win. Drew Brees is Drew Brees. We know what he's about. And Matt Ryan. Guys, ironically, he's got to play better. I mean, you know, if you want to get down to brass tacks and talk about the Falcons' issues, I think there are a couple of things. One is Steve Sarkeesian sometimes running when he should be passing, passing when he should be running, and the playmaking ability of Matt Ryan. He's just been a tick off on some throws this year, and it's shown um, for whatever reason. And and if they want to go to the playoffs and, and really do something special, those things have to get cleaned up.
3: You mention all the AFC, or the NFC South quarterbacks, and you forget to mention Jameis Winston just back there eating W's. Who? <laughs> Who? They're a disaster. Who? They're such a disaster. Hey,
1: yeah, he played well the other night, though. No, Jameis he's been really
3: really good. good.
1: Listen, Jameis needs to cut down his pregame game speeches and worry more about completion percentage, all right? That's
2: what he's got to do. <laughs> hey, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Carl, with you, the, the, the running game with Atlanta, how it has really struggled in, in recent weeks. But these past two weeks against Tampa and against New Orleans, Devontae Freeman really got back on track. Had his uh, the two these two games, he had the most carries he's had all season against Tampa and New Orleans, and he was productive. 91 yards on the ground against the Saints and a touchdown, and then 126 on the ground with a touchdown against Tampa Bay. What's happened with Devontae Freeman? Is it just that the O-line is, is blocking better? Why has he gotten so much better here in the past couple weeks?
1: Well, guys, being the big-time radio host you are in the city of New Orleans, you will understand this. Being the big-time radio host we are here in Atlanta, we scream for two weeks to start, more free, more free, more free, please, more free. And finally, he stayed committed to the run. When this team does that, it really takes a lot of pressure off of Matt Ryan. And also, as the game wears on, you saw it in the Tampa Bay game. And, yeah, they might have had the reserves out there, but they wore down and free broke along with a 32-yard touchdown. More free is the key. It's kind of always been. Even when Shanahan was here, it would always set up those big plays down the field. Guys, when he gets the ball 20, 25 times a game, he's going to get close to 100-plus. He's going to get a touchdown. But more importantly, the Falcons win. And that's what you're seeing. Sharks got to stay committed to it.
2: Well, it's going to be a big one, Carl. We're looking forward to it this Sunday in the Superdome. Should be a loud, raucous atmosphere. Basically, the the NFC South on the line. If the Saints can win this one, they are in the driver's seat with a week to go. If the Falcons win this one, the Saints are really behind the eight ball, and then it becomes all about Falcons-Panthers the last week for who's going to win the uh, division. So, it couldn't ask for anything better, Carl, than for the last two weeks of the season. It's going to be real exciting. Let me get your prediction. I'm guessing you're going to say the Falcons win this one.
1: Because of the home field advantage, I think it goes down to the end uh, like before. I think the Saints play really hard. I think Sean Payton pulls some things out of the hat, and they do. Uh, they do score some points. We're going to have to keep up, but uh, we ran.
2: Oh God, get him
1: to lose
2: fifty two to three. <laughs> All right, he is Carl Dukes. Follow him on Twitter at Put Him Up. See Dukes, Carl. Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys, have a good one. Our brother we'll talk again soon Carl Dukes there ninety two w- nine. I wish I could hate ESPN. Carl Dukes but I just
3: can't Yeah no, he, I'm
2: kidding. he's on uh, ninety 929 there in Atlanta does a good job radio host out there and covers the Falcons and uh Dave I'm sorry you had to put up with that I'm sorry you had to you had to talk to him on the phone and get him on there Dirty Falcons fan. He is but, a likable uh, fellow, though. <laughs> no, we have a lot of fun with Carl. He's uh, he's good people. But it is going to be... Talk to him maybe again when they uh,
3: play again in the playoffs.
2: It's going <laughs> to be spicy on a Sunday. Hey, look, if you're a Saints fan, you've got tickets for that game. If you can't make it, Give them to a Saints fan. Do not sell them to a Falcons fan. What well, we Gordy not keeps want...
3: pushing this is that you people need to give him your tickets. Well, there's that, too. I mean, if
2: you got a spare ticket, feel free. We'll take it. But, uh, no, we, we don't want to see any Falcons fans in the Superdome. If you a sweet ticket, Dome, so. call right now. I'll go with you. There you go. I've actually I, – I enjoy being more in – the lower bowl of the Superdome, anywhere you sit in the lower bowl, is,
3: is a great spot. Yeah, screw that. The, the sweets are loaded with alcohol, and I don't have to go very far. I had – uh. I had season
2: tickets for years in the upper deck, and actually, you know what? It's fun to sit in the upper deck because that's where the the craziest fans are. I Also,
3: at football games, I think that the uh, the higher the seats, the better the view. Per I've
2: seen a guy get punched in the Superdome and fall down like six flights of stairs. Yeah, that's what you need. Uh, Bloody Marys thrown in people's faces. I've seen it all at Saints games. It's been a lot of
3: fun. Well, you know, I, I don't need the punching and whatnot, but I do like the upper deck.
2: Uh, I'm telling you, from a kid when I was a you kid, you ever pulled it up at a Decker? By the way,
3: <laughs> not no. That's a lot of fun.
2: I was a kid going to Saints games with my uncle. I mean, there were games where we sat there. He had season tickets for years and years, where there was just nobody around us. Like you could have picked the seat. Um, <laughs> years ago, I mean, it was it was that it got that bad uh, at times growing up. So it's just it's fun to have the Saints back and competitive, and you know the Sean Payton era has been a lot of fun. So. This is this is a massive massive game. This is one of their biggest games of, in in recent years. You win this game, boom, you lock up. A, you know, if Carolina happens to lose to the Bucks, you lock lock it up this week. I don't think that'll happen, but you, you'll you'll be in the driver's seat going into Tampa Bay next week. Lock up the NFC South, lock up a top four playoff spot, and who knows? We might see these damn teams again. We might see the Falcons again in two weeks. We might see the Panthers again in two weeks. But hey. You want to punch your ticket to the postseason, and Saints can uh, can certainly do that here with two wins to finish out the season. Let's take our last break in the morning when we come back. Got a lot of different little tidbits we got to get into before the show is over on a Wednesday. It's the Chris Gordy Show. Stay there.
1: Back to the Chris Gordy Show on
0: Sports 1280 New Orleans. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, and Chris Gordy's show here on a Wednesday. find
3: yourself one that licks it like a
2: lollipop. All right, let's uh, get kids still at school, Michael. Let's keep it clean here.
3: That was clean. I just said that licks it like a lollipop. I'm talking about lollipop.
2: Bobby chiming in on uh, Facebook. Appreciate him chiming in. He says, Louisiana by Randy Newman. That should be the state song of Louisiana.
3: Randy Newman. Randy Newman. That's what he sounded like. I always think of the Family Guy episode where they had Randy Randy <laughs> Newman. And here comes the Lady <laughs> picking an apple. She's wiping it off. She's gonna eat the apple. Yeah, uh-uh. That was from like season one or season two of Family Guy. That <laughs> yeah, was real early that on. That was a good one. That was the worst though. <laughs> I just
2: can't think of Randy Newman from anything else now from other than Toy
3: Story. You got a friend in me you got
0: a friend
3: in me you know i pass on is he even from louisiana no think no, then, well, then no. Well, he sings, he's out he sings the uh what the the la song right i love la i love no that's, is that brandy numbers at the
2: doors that's not the doors the doors is uh is um you know come on baby i'm thinking of fire. la woman Oh
3: my god. We we need we need to just have an education. LA of woman music is the door. LA woman is the doors. That's right. why I'm th- that's the song I was thinking of when you said that. This is Randy Newman though. Yeah, I know, he's goofy as hell.
2: <laughs> but they played I Love LA when we were in LA for the World Series.
0: I my know. god, they Every played it after freaking, everything. And
3: I wanted to just I wanted to take my pants off and defecate all over Dodger Stadium when they do know, it. Oh, you I'm,
0: have this thing about taking <laughs> off your pants, man.
3: Huh? <laughs> I don't like wearing pants. First Very of strange. all, strange. i Dirty mean, hippie. And Pooping in public is always fun,
2: but uh, the 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 one I do like that song. I love L.A.
3: for one thing in the movie The Naked Gun. Never seen it. Oh my god, you've yeah, never what seen the it. Hell is wrong with you. No, you guys got to quit being surprised by this. I haven't seen anything. We forget like, that you're twelve years old. Sorry. Exactly. It's, the, the girl, the girl is always asking me about. Have you seen this movie?
0: They film movie? it at I'm like a, no,
3: no, no. I've never seen these movies. Reggie Jackson was in it. Okay.
2: Uh, they film at an Angels game. Okay. That's the best like one of the best scenes when Frank becomes the the home plate umpire. Yeah, and and he, Enrico
0: Palazzo. Yeah, and
2: he realizes he's <laughs> he realizes he's got the power to call strikes. He's like, "Strike!" and the whole crowd goes nuts. So then he starts calling strikes before the ball even crosses <laughs> the plate. <laughs>
3: Strike! All right, well, that's got me a little Oh,
2: intrigued. it's great. And then OJ, I mean OJ is a main character in it.
0: Oh, that's okay, so the pre
2: pre murder. Pre murder. Well, <laughs>
0: pre-murder, OJ. You I, we, think,
2: we think it's pre-murder. We don't know like, what he did before. What like as a kid, for my age, when I grew up, like I only knew O. J. from the naked gun movies. And so it was like I hey, knew O. J. from the fu- murder trial. I'm like, funny guy O.J. killed his wife. That's all like, I knew. That's well, all he, I knew He was this athlete, this big time uh, football star as well. Uh quick note on the Saints, this is coming from our buddy Josh Katzenstein at Nola.com. Michael Thomas will likely set a new Saints franchise record for catches in a season. He has 94 catches with two games left. Jimmy Graham has the record for 99. So, I think he's going to pass it. Yeah, he should get five catches uh, this week.
3: One other thing that we didn't get to that I wanted to talk about at some point, I don't know if you saw it yesterday, Charlie Villanueva, former NBA. That's the guy uh, with no eyebrows. No right? eyebrows, correct. He's got the Josh Dobbs, whatever that thing is that they both have. Yeah. Um, He was tweeting yesterday that his house got robbed in Dallas of all its appliances. That's really strange. And then he tweeted a picture. They stole his toilet. They picked up the toilet out of the ground and stole it. Wow. And he's tweeting Dallas Police Department like they're going to come pick, like, like, I called about this hours ago. Nobody's shown up. Nobody's come to take a report. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this, Charlie. I don't think that appliance theft is going to end up high on their priority list because the odds of them finding your appliances and specifically your toilet are very slim. Yeah. But who steals toilets? That's really strange. Is that the new thing now? Like, watch out for toilet thieves. Let me, let me hit on a couple other things here before we get out of here. I like here. how you just want to get past the toilet. Well, no, no, talk. no
2: I got, I got a few other things. Lane Kiffin signed a ten-year deal yesterday to stay at FAU. That's absolutely absurd. There's no way he's gonna. He, the, he'll. I'll be surprised if he spends two more years at Florida Atlantic. Um, but anyway, they did that for attention. They didn't, they didn't disclose the details of the buyout or anything else. So, anyway, Lane Kiffin signing a ten-year deal to stay at FAU. And he won his bowl game last night. They beat the hell out of God, Akron. I was thinking
3: about betting on them, and I really should have. Yeah, they covered. A um,
2: few other things. Jamal Adams tweeting out last night. He said, I will not miss another Pro Bowl. Believe that. So the Jets rookie uh, safety out of LSU. A little pissed that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Uh, Marshall Lattimore did make the Pro Bowl. He's the youngest Pro Bowl selection in Saints history at just 21 years old. Think about that. He's only 21. That kid could be a That's stud scary. for the Saints for years to come. Um Florida place kicker Eddie Pinheiro yesterday announced he's going to forego his senior year to enter the NFL draft. Florida's kicker is foregoing his senior year to enter the draft. That's amazing. Robert Aguayo, Roberto Aguayo got everybody everybody excited they're like oh my god teams will trade up for you
3: the second round i'm leaving early i hate to tell this kid though but they are not going to uh be drafting him he will end up being undrafted but he will totally ob- or obviously Might be a seventh
2: round pick something
3: like that well yeah i mean in all like most of these guys like as a kicker you should go all four years to school and then you're most likely going to go undrafted you have to go to camp and then if you're good enough the teams will come up with a fake injury for you put you on ir for the first year i'll and tell then you this do you the second year
2: kicking in the nfo right now is better than it's been in a long time i mean, guys are well, making yeah, they're, kicks they're,
3: there's a reason why they moved the, the extra point back to, to 33 yeah. like I mean to, if, you're, if you're not hitting 85 86 percent of your kicks like you're not doing it first of all
2: all right one more story that I teased this earlier didn't get to it this is a report coming out of Arkansas Sounds like Arkansas is working on a deal to make John Chavis their defensive coordinator. Not a done deal, but definitely headed that direction. Good luck with that one. Good
3: luck. Him and his mustache. They're going up there to Arkansas. That's really going to fix things.
2: All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Chris Gordy Show. We'll be back tomorrow on the uh, on the show Thursday. We've got Jason McIntyre from the Big Leads going to join us. I know he's one of no your comments, <laughs> So he'll jump on with us. Uh, oh. Duncan Holder coming up next and uh, if you missed any of the shows we'll have the podcast up at sports1280.com and on the free iHeartRadio. Alright, see you later. Duncan Holder up next.
0: And all the stars and night is a wise
1: way to
0: say man